0: عمالنا من يحده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ولا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم عن أبي طالب رضي الله تعالى أن قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاث ليس لأحد من الناس فيهن رقصة. بِرُّ الْوَالِدَيْنِ مُسْلِمًا كَانَ أَوْ كَافِرًا وَالْوَفَاءُ بالعهد لِمُسْلِمٍ كَانَ أَوْ كَافِرًا وَأَدَاوُدْ أَمَانَتِي إِلَى مُسْلِمٍ كَانَ أَوْ كَافِرًا صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين وشاكرين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دوش <تصفيق> Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal amanu, O believers who have iman in their hearts, amanu khulu fi kaafatan, enter into the fold of Islam, Ka-faten. The keyword in this ayat al is the word ka-faten. Every word of the Quran is important But the keyword in this ayat al just recited Is the word ka-faten. Enter into Islam in its entirety Completely And don't follow the footsteps of Shaitan إِنَّهُ Lakum Adubu مُّبِينَ Shaitan is your enemy. A clear enemy. عَدُوبٌ مُّبِينَ A clear enemy. kafatan in the Arabic language means absolute fulfillment. To fulfill something absolutely, 100%. And that is the only way one can experience and taste Halawatul Iman, the sweetness of Iman. For an example, if an individual decided to perform Zuhr Salat and he made Salam at the end of three Rakats, third Rakat, or in the second Rakat, or even in the first Rakat, you don't have to go to a Mufti Saab or a Molly Saab or anybody. You can go to an ordinary person and ask him that he made salam in the second rakat or in the third rakat and he stood up with the intention of the farz zuhul salat which is four rakats is the tamaz valid or not? What fatwa would you give Idris? Invalid. MashaAllah. That is the fatwa which Idris would give invalid and I agree with him I hope you agree too. No doubt. This fatwa is given that Namaz is not accepted. It's not a very hard decision. Quite an easy one. It's an easy question. The hard one will go to somewhere else. But Islam means to fulfill something to to its complete in its entirety. The hukum that Allah has given us. You start with Allahu akbar, and you exit the salat with Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. And because it's hadith that to exit Salat, one has to make salam. that is why uh, if for some reason you have to break Salat if for some reason then the Tariqah is that at least one should make salam. one should make salam. we shouldn't just say Allahu Akbar and then just break off his Salat and continue and do whatever he has to do No, if he says Allahu Akbar and if he has to in an emergency then he must make Because that is the Tertib in the hadith mentioned. So you have to pray four rakats in order for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept that deed. That is the law, that is the Tertib, the law of the Quran, that in Zuhur there is four rakats. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu dhulu fi silmi kafatan. In another ayat of the Quran, Allah says, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu aminu. O believers, bring Iman. So one already has got Iman, but yet Allah is saying, no, Amanu, aminu You have Iman, but Allah is saying, bring Iman Bring Iman in its entirety Be a Muslim, a hundred percent Muslim Not a twenty percent Muslim, not a thirty percent Muslim, not a forty percent Muslim Don't present Islam, or understand Islam And make amal on Islam to our own convenience, that is not right We have to follow the Tartib of Sharia because Islam is a way of life Much different to other religions Islam is a way of life Subhanallah That is the beauty of Islam Compatibility only comes when one follows Islam For an example uh, A lady once said that My husband doesn't like me wearing a scarf My husband doesn't like me wearing a a scarf So what am I to do? Subhanallah If you were to pose the same question To a person who was not a Muslim Take for an example Christianity, Judaism or Hinduism, Sikhism, any other religion And with this Maslah refer the same musla to their priests the learned people I wonder what fatwa they would give I wonder what fatwa they would give decision they would come up with because they haven't got the basis they, they don't have any knowledge there's no do's and do not's it's nothing it's all empty and subhanallah every query is dissolved because of one hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam la li fi there is no obedience in the creation to follow someone, whether he is your husband or parents if he is breaking the law of the Qur'an if he is breaking the law of the Qur'an, you don't have to follow him someone might say that no, I don't want you to perform or pray salat you can't pray salat, subhanallah, what are we to do? No, absolutely no, we don't have to respect him and honor him in that way. So compatibility, the more you are close to Islam, subhanallah, the more unity and the more love is there. That is why it's very, very important, Allah is saying, The more Islamic minded a person becomes, then subhanallah, the more peaceful he becomes. The more peaceful he becomes, he becomes a Sufi, very peaceful man. Subhanallah He he follows the tartib of Ammi Aalihi Mustalat was Salam. What we have to remember, unfortunately, we the Muslims, especially in England, we feel that uh, well, we only become 100% Muslims when we enter the mafajid. and the minute we leave we leave the masjid, we become. Artificial Muslims. That's the problem. We have to follow Islam everywhere. When we are in our homes, offices, factory, any event. You could be out in town. You could be walking. You could be waiting for someone. You could be on the bus stop. The rules and regulation of Islam apply. All the time, it is a way of life. Subhanallah alazim. That is why the Prophet ﷺ said, "Salahun lay sallih ahdim min an nasi fihi na ruksa." There is no compromise in three things. No compromise. Birrul wali deeni, Musliman kana ou kafiran. In honouring and respecting your parents, whether the parents are Muslim or whether they are kafir. Hukuk, rights are even given to Kuffar. The only difference is that if the parents were Kafir, non-Muslims, and if they were to affect an individual in the oneness of Allah, in the deen of Islam, then that person has to deny everything that is coming from the parents. And even if he has to, the last resort would be to break ties with them. But that is the last resort but as far as parents are concerned even if they are non-muslims respect and honor has to be maintained all the time musliman kaan au kafiran rab sallallahu alayhi wasallam says wal wafa'u bil ahdi li muslimin kaan au kafiran fulfilling the promise made whether he is a muslim or a non-muslim even if you promise something to a non-muslim you have to fulfill that promise and Muslim, Allahu Akbar we have to make sure we fulfill our promise in a hadith just to continue on the subject we started this Friday in the Jummah session A'af Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that أَكْثَرُ أَهْلِ min مِنَ Nas." majority of the people who will enter Jahannam Will be because of a sin which is described in the Hadith as al-ajwafani. Al-ajwa, fani in the Arabic language. The Companion said, Ya Rasulullah, wa mal ajwafani." What is al-ajwafani? Alaihi Wasallam said, "Al-famu wal faraju The mouth and the private parts. The mouth and the private parts no control of the mouth and a complete fulfillment of the carnal desire allahu akbar no tartib making zina fornicating and this is the, the alamat one of the great signs of qiyamate That people will indulge in zina and nobody will find that as a problem it will become a norm of society's zina Allahu Akbar, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us And the young generation that is going to school and university And even those brothers who are working in the factories In that mixed environment And even those ladies who are working in the shops Allahu Akbar, may Allah save us all It's a hard world, a difficult time It's easy to perform salah But to save yourself from sins, that is the real ibadah Save yourself from guna. This is the tatif, this is what Rabbi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has mentioned. So to take control of your mouth and to take control of the private parts. You may not want to pray your tahajjud salat or be punctual in the nawafil and your tasbihat. But after your first salah, if one is mashallah strong in his taqwa, controlling the eye, controlling the tongue and even the private parts, then Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has guaranteed for that individual jannah. And how long are we going to stay in this world? Fifty years, sixty years, seventy years. Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the hadith has mentioned, jannah. Take from me the practice of six things, and I will become your guarantor for jannah." Practice six things and I guarantee jannah for you, Subhanallah. And from the six things, Aab sallallahu Alaihi wa has not mentioned namaz or zakat or, or to have a long beard, no doubt, namaz, zakat is first, and to have a beard is extremely important to cut and to trim beard is uh, haram, the ulama say, no doubt but look at the the beautiful information given to us the six items for which one can qualify for jannah asallallahu alaihi wasallam said "Isa hadasa ahadukum fala yukazzib iza ahadukum fala yukarribu. when one of you speaks don't lie zuban ko istemal karo to is zuban ke zariye jhoothi baat mat bolo don't lie Subhanallah. And Ram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Wa isa waada fala yukhlif. And when you make a promise, don't break that promise. Make a promise, don't break that promise. Hadirat Hazaifa bin Yaman, Radiallahu Ta'ala and a prominent companion of Nabi Akareen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He accepted Iman in Makkah Muqarramah at that time of Alaihi had already migrated to Medina Munawwara. It was the time of Badr, Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman was leaving Makkah Muqarramah. At the same time even Abu Jahal left Makkah Muqarramah with a massive powerful army, an army of 1000 strong men. Hazar lashkar. Hazrat Huzayfah bin Yaman was going to Medina Munawara. Abu Jahl saw him and he was captured. Captured. Abu Jahl said to him that Huzayfah, where are you going? And the companions don't lie. The companions don't lie. He said to Abu Jahl, I am going to meet Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying that Abu Jahal took out his sword and put it on the throat of Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman and he said to him that if you're going to Medina Munavara to meet the Prophet then I won't let you go alive from here I will kill you just now instantly Hazrat Huzefa bin Yaman said why what is the reason why do you want to kill me what for I am one of you the citizens of Makkah Muharrama. He said that, no, with this army I am going to go to Medina Munawwara and I'm going to fight Hz. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi Wasallam with his army referring to the famous, the first battle in Islam which is uh, the battle of Badr and the the people who took part in the battle of Badr they are blessed people some of the scholars say that uh, if you take, if you read all the names of Badriyin the ashab kiram their names who were there at that time in the, the battle of Badr and make dua after praying, taking the names Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts your dua this is one of the Amal that the Ulama prescribed because they were there at that time and that, that event is known as yawmul furqan SubhanAllah Hadith Huzaifa radiAllahu ta'ala and said to Abu Jahl the Kafir that i promise you i will not fight against you with the muslims saying that abu jahal took his sword down and he said it's a promise you're making to me and then huzaifah bin yaman ta'ala said that is my promise to you had to bin yaman ta'ala was free to go Reaching Medina, Munawwarah, Aap Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was not there. Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was at the Maqam of Badr. Hazrat Uzayfa, radiyallahu Taala, and went to the Maqam there of Badr. He met Hazrat the Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. On one side, a powerful army of one thousand men, with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam only three hundred and thirteen. Kiddle, three hundred thirteen. Fully loaded the kuffar, the mushrikeen, and the Muslims only had eight swords to share between 313. 313 men, eight swords, 70 camels, 70 camels, and 17, if I remember, horses. Allahu Akbar. Hazrat Uzaifa bin Yaman radiAllahu ta'ala met Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he took permission from Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu that he wants to take part in the Battle of Badr. Taking permission, he remembered the promise which he made to Abu Jahl at that time, a Allahu Akbar, at that time, kya said, to a tha. Abu Jahl, the leader of the Kuffar. And he related the entire story to Absalallahu Alaihi alayhi sallam that this is what had happened. As I left Makkah Mukarramah, Abu Jahl captured me and he gave me freedom because of the promise that I made to him that I will not fight for the Muslims against Abu Jahal and his army. Ya Rasulullah, I only made that promise because I wanted, wanted to save my life. The sword was on my throat. And because of that, I said that to him. Imagine if we were in that position, how many excuses we would make to make something haram, halal. <laughs> Is Walter's crisp, she's an onion, halal or haram? For those who really like, she's an onion flavored crisp, they go to the extremes of making things halal. Allahu Akbar. So, Hadhrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to Hadhrat Hudayfa bin Yaman radiyallahu <laughs> ta'ala "Because you have made a promise to Abu Jahal, I will not allow you to fight with the Muslim army." <coughs> Just imagine, my respected brothers a promise made to Abu Jahal, a kafir, <coughs> 313 men compared to 1,000 kuffar. Sharing eight swords, every man is valuable and a warrior like Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman, he is there pleading to Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulallah, how can you deprive me from this, the, the battle of Badr? The ayat were revealed to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Regarding the fazeelah, the virtues of Badr وَلَقَدْ نَصْرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِبَدْرٍ وَأَنْتُمْ أَذِلَّةٌ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ The angels descended from the heavens in that larai, in that battle. Ya Rasulullah, give me that opportunity to take part. Wasallam said to him, no. The promise of a mu'min finished. You have given your tongue to Abu Jahl, you have said to him. That you will not fight against abu jahl and his army i will not give you permission to fight and to break your promise subhanallah how nice it would be if the modern world referred to all these points in history rather than all the myths and the fabricated stories that we hear and read in the newspapers islam is that Islam is that Islam is that Islam is this Allah trying to defame Islam there was a time when communism was a threat to the world especially to the modern world when communism ended the greatest threat to the secular world and modernism is Islam subhanallah and to stop Islam and to break Islam people go to the extremes to do whatever they want but they don't realize what nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam has mentioned wa wa'ada fala yukhlaf if you have made a promise don't break that promise and musliman kafiran whether that person is a muslim or whether that person is a kafir no problem whatsoever was looking after syria in the time of Hazrat umar farooq radiallahu ta'ala and the neighboring countries were ruled by the roman empire there was this constant battle between the muslims and the romans and Hazrat Muawiyah was there the leader of syria at that time because of, of the battle, the, the continuation in fights, the Roman people made a meeting with Hazrat Muawiyah radhiyallahu ta'ala and they made an agreement to cease fire for a certain period of time. Hazrat Muawiyah ta'ala agreed to that ceasefire for a certain period of time. No fight, no army on the borders no muslim army near the border of syria and no roman army on on their border their territory at that time when the last day came to the expiry of that the truth that Hazrat muawiyah made with the kuffar the treaty the ceasefire the last day Hazrat muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala was a great sahabi great companion they are illiterate people today in the Muslim world who talk or uh, bad things about Hazrat Mu'aviyah. Ta'ala. Bad things. Ma'ad Allah. The companion of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa They say that Hazrat Mu'aviyah ta'ala went against the Sunnah, the Quran. Reading the seerah of Hz. Muawiyah, I I recall and I remember clearly that even before he embraced Islam, every time there was a fight between the Muslims and the non-Muslims. Hz. Muawiyah accepted Iman long after, at the time when the Muslims had conquered (coughs) Makkah Muqarrama. He would never ever fight against the Muslims, even when he was a kafir, a non-Muslim at that time, the companion. In the condition of Kufr, he never fought against Hazrat-e-Nabi-e-Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sallallahu alayhi Wasallam sallam made dua oh for him Allahumma allimhul kitab O Allah, give him the knowledge of Qur'an That is why Hazrat-e-Mu'awiyah is known as katib e wahi One of the, the scribes who would write the Qur'an When revealed to Hazrat-e-Nabi-e-Kareem <inaudible> <inaudible> alayhi Wasallam. He was a great soldier When the last day came, the expiry date of that agreement he called the muslim army and he mounted them near the border of syria and as soon as the expiry date came into progress after sunset after maghrib salat he told the muslim army that you are to launch an attack on the neighboring country so that when we attack them unexpectedly we will conquer the neighboring countries and we will annex them to the Muslim Empire. Remember, he's not breaking the, the promise. This is a strategy he came up with. That if, if the agreement was to end today at Maghrib time, the army was there at Maghrib time near the borders. And he was there. Straight after Maghrib Salat, he said to the Muslim army, Go. And launch an attack. Allah akbar city by city, village by village. All the different cities in that in the Roman Empire at that time were conquered by the Muslims. Conquered by the Muslims, and Muslims were Allah akbar escalating. The empire was escalating until Hazrat Amr bin Asr radi Allahu Taala and on horseback shouting at Hazrat Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala qifu Kifu qifu Ibadullah. stop, stop, O servants of Allah stop, O servants of Allah wafaun la ghadar, wafaun la ghadar fulfill your promises, no treachery, no treachery Hazrat Muawiyah was sitting there and he said to Hazrat Amr bin As radiallahu ta'ala what promise have I broken? the attack was launched after the expiry date. I did not attack the neighboring country whilst the agreement was there in progress. It was only after Maghrib Salat that the Muslims attacked. Hazrat Amr bin As radiallahu ta'ala and said to hadrat i muawiyah that I have heard directly from hadrat i nabi e kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam that it is not jize for anyone to attack a neighboring country when you have an agreement between the two and to attack them unexpectedly this is the hadith which I have heard from Hazrat Nabi Wasallam. and what you have done is against the Sunnah of Nabi Wasallam. what would we do my respected brothers and elders after taking control of the whole of the Roman Empire, neighboring countries. Subhanallah, look at the iman of hazrat muawiyah No arguments, no buts. Subhanallah. Not interpreting the Hadith in a different way. He commanded all the soldiers, all the Muslim army, come back, give everything what you had conquered back to the Romans. Take away and give everything back to them, Allahu Akbar. The Muslim army that had conquered everything of the Roman Empire because of one hadith of Nabi Karim wasalam, Allahu Akbar had to come back. No way in history can you find such examples. King Abdullah said to uh, the Israeli authority that move yourselves to the 1967 borders and we are prepared to recognize Israel. SubhanAllah. Who is going to do that? Who is going to do that? Every day the Palestinian brothers are dying. Every day the Palestinian brothers are dying. 40, 50, 40, 50. And if Saddam Hussein was to move an inch from Iraq, missiles are there bombarding at him. Look at this beautiful example of Hazrat Muawiyah. Everything was conquered. But because of one hadith of nabi Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He called the entire Muslim army And left everything In the hands of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala And eventually later on The Muslims did conquer all the parts This is what Islam is If you are interested within Take full control of your hands And look after your Private parts There's a board there, if you can just give me that Inshallah, I won't take much of your time Three to four minutes, Inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has divided Islam into five parts It's not just namaz, zakat, hajj and uh, saum It's not that Islam, in fact, الله, the rights of Allah is only one quarter in Islam. Three quarters of Islam is connected with ibad, the rights that concern the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first thing is belief, aqeedah, must be uh, along. Oh, what did I write here? Uh, in accordance to the sharia of Quran and Hadith. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. To believe in the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to understand the status of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as told in the hadith. As told in the. Don't go to the to the extremes. Allahu Akbar. To call Av sallallahu alayhi wa sallam omnipresent that he is hazirun wa naazirun. He is everywhere Allahu Akbar. We only have to. Except Aab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in accordance to the Qur'an and Hadith. No doubt. There is, no one has that honor and status which is given to Hazrat-e-Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The second one is Hukukullah. To pray to fast pilgrimage, zakah must be observed diligently. And then again, dealings, buying, selling, transactions must respect the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is very important. So when you read your fajr salah when you go out read this dua allahumma inni bikan a zillah Aw au a villawu dhallu au azlima użlama au ajhala yujhala alayya. this dua read it and go out Bismillahi r-Rahmani rahim and open your shop or whatever business you do and in your business don't say Lani kassam you won't go wrong with this product Allahu <laughs> Akbar kabeer and this is wrong taking an oath you, know, you want to sell something wallahi lazeem Wallah, in the Arabs, even the Arabs have caught that now. When you go to the shops and say, Wallah, Wallah, there is no problem, Wallah, Wallah, that's wrong. Don't take a, don't have to take, don't have to take an oath. But everything what you do has to be halal. The money that comes in must be halal. Allahu Akbar. That is ibadat. That is ibadat. Not just namaz, not just zakah, but the wealth that you acquire that is coming in through which you are buying rosy, through which we go for shopping and the food we buy, it should all be halal, that is very very important that is why I I said that the Tajir, the business people will be united with Anbiya and Shuhada and Salihin they will be with the prophets and Siddiqeen, because of that status, the Darja and number four is mutual living One must observe the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In day-to-day living and mutual social affairs And number five is your own character One's personal character, feelings and thinking must be correct Must be in accordance to the sharia Inshallah, this is hukukullah and this is hukukul ibad Both are mixed and we have to make sure We have to make sure, mashallah, ponder upon the 24 hours that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us go to the Masjid, pray Salat, but after Masjid, when we leave the Masajid, what have we done? What have we done? That is important. How much of Islam was practiced out of the Masjid? That is what we have to, mashallah, make sure that we are strong in. I'll just turn the board over. It won't take long, Inshallah. Every individual goes through one of the four phases. This is very, very important. Dominic means a person is either blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with ni'am. That is ni'mah that Allah gives him. And no hardship falls upon him, no calamity comes. And Allah has given him all the ni'mat all the naamat. He is blessed in this world. Subhanallah for that person, what he has to do? shukr. Continuously, he must make shukr, show gratitude and to use that na'mat in something that is permissible. When na'mat is given to him, to use that na'mat in something that is permissible. That is the tarteeb of that person who Allah has blessed. And Alhamdulillah for the majority of the people living in England, Allah has blessed us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us everything so for every ni'mah we have to show shukr because that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is demanding from us when he gives you ni'mah then quickly make shukr. and if someone is mubtala in baliyah baliyah is tribulation as maish, subhanallah and when you see that person who is in Azmaish, don't even despise him. Don't say to him that, oh, he is bad. A lot of people, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun, sometimes they will say that, oh, those Muslims are punished because they have done such and such an act. They did that, they did that. So it is an azab on them from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, we are not to judge them. We are not to judge them. That is tribulation for them. Maybe the Iman is accepted. Maybe they will go to Jannah before us. Our duty is to show love and sympathy for, towards the, the Muslim. But if an individual is in Baliyah tribulation, then what he has to do is Sabar. Sabar. Sabar is very, very important. Try not to to complain. And and one sabr that is mentioned in the Quran is sabrun Jamilun. Sabrun Jamilun is the highest form of sabr never ever complaining imagine what Absalallahu sallallahu Alaihi wasallam had to go through my respected brothers which father has buried five children in his lifetime which father would have gone through that tell me the prophet sallallahu wasallam went through that he buried all his children in his lifetime except for Bibi fatima radiallahu ta'ala imagine the tribulation imagine the difficulty he went through but what did he say what did the companions know nothing but Alhamdulillah, the only Tasbih in their mouths. Alhamdulillah, anything that came, summer. Alhamdulillah, five young children. Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam buried with his own hand. Hazrat Ibrahim, radhiyallahu ta'ala, the son of Alatheen Nabiyye Kareem, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, from hazrat Maria Qibtiya. Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam took him in his hand, and there were tears coming out from the hand, from the from the eyes, auspicious eyes of Nabiyye Kareem, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The most blissful time which Ablahua had with, with the with the woman he dearly loved, Hazrat Khadija kubra At the most difficult time, she died. At the most difficult time Abu Talib died, she expired. Allahu Akbar. The most beloved uncle of Nabi kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam hazrat Hamza was not only slaughtered, mutilated in front of Hz Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa who goes through that baliyah who goes through that hardship those people who titled Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi Wasallam to be al amin the most trustworthy the minute he said Nabuwat is given to him someone spat on him Allahu Akbar someone said that no he is majnoon, he is insane someone said he is sahir he is a magician someone said no he is a shair he is a poet this is the hardship which Ha'ab sallallahu went through. So if you are in Baliyah, make sabr. And there is one beautiful dua, one beautiful dua. When you see some hardship or a calamity falling on your Muslim brother, make this dua. Alhamdulillahi allazhi aafani mimma abtalaqa bihi wa faddalani ala kathirin mimman khalaqna tafdeela. She can remember that dua. Alhamdulillahi allazhi aafani mimma abtalaqa bihi wa faddalna ala kathirin mimman khalaqna That is the masnoon dua when you see a Muslim brother in difficulty. And if Allah has blessed someone with ta'at, he is obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Obedient totally. And Allahu Akbar, what happens is that this disease affects those Muslims who are punctual with their five times prayer. Because of being religious people, they tend to despise and look down upon those who are irreligious. So religion ko bort zyada amal nahi karte. Aaf saying that if you have ta'at, then make sure you don't show arrogance. Takabbur nahi hona If you are an obedient person, then make sure there is no takabbur inside you. Takabbur is also one of those invisible sins like gibbet. And finally, if one is mubtala in maasiyat, disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Tawbah astaghfirullah he has to work hard towards Tawbah these are the four things the four conditions there is no, there is nothing of the fifth one you're either in na'mah, baliyah ta'at, omasiyah and the things that we have to do is make shukr, make sabr, not to become arrogant and inshallah to make Toba istighfar all the time and inshallah if we can make amal on this Insha'Allah Ta'ala when we leave this world The kalima will be on the tip of our tongues And we will die in the condition of Iman Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq To make amal on what has been said Wa akhiru dawana And alhamdulillahi الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيد المرسلين لا اله الا انت سبحانك ان كنا من الظالمين اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه في الدنيا والاخره ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنا وفي الاخره حسنا وقنا عذاب النار يا حي يا كيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا كيوم برحمتك نستغيث اللهم عافنا اللهم ارحمنا اللهم ارزقنا اللهم اهدنا صراط المستقيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى اله وصحبه به و وجهه و ذرياته و اهل بيته